Welcome to Tea Time with Twambo. I am your host, Twambo, and you are listening to this, a refreshingly honest podcast that helps you build emotional self-awareness by asking important questions. Now, once you understand yourself, you can adapt and change and really go for what you want. So today I'm going to be talking about work, how to not get worked up about your work and how to not let your job drain you. I'm going to talk about what your expectations have been, what the working environment is like right now for millennials, Generation Z, Generation Y, for young people, and what we can do about that because work is a huge part of our lives and there's some misconceptions and some expectations that are just making being employed horrible for everyone. So, you know, four in 10 millennials feel that their education has left them unprepared for the modern world of work. Young people are going to school, getting an education, bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, PhDs, and once they are done and they join the workforce, they feel that they're unprepared for the modern world of work. A lot of these programs and universities are not teaching people how to negotiate their salary, um, conflict management in the workplace, how to go higher in their job without feeling that they're selling themselves out. And these are things that are really, really important to our generation. So education is feeling like it's letting us down because when we get into the workplace, it's not like we thought it would be and it's hurting us, right? And this begins when we're students. Because when you're a student, you internalize the need to find a job that reflects well on your parents. And this is, you know, the job should be, should pay you well. The job should be recognized as a good job, right? What what were the expectations that your parents had of you getting a job? Did you have to be an accountant, a doctor, definitely not a janitor or a carpenter for some people, right? What did your parents tell you a good job would be? So, you know, you internalize something that's going to reflect well on you, but also your parents. This job has to be steady and it has to be decent paying. So you've already internalized that while you're a student and this puts pressure on you. But for this job, right, you also want it to be a job that is impressive to your peers, meaning that you work at a cool company, a well-established company, and if you work there, you know, this company has reputation, right? For example, you know people that want to work for Deloitte or DHL or Apple or Spotify or something like that. Um, You want this job to be decent paying and recognizable to keep your parents happy, but you also want a job that's impressive to your peers. And sometimes this, this balance is so hard to find. But most of all, you want a job that fulfills what you've been told is that you have to do a job that you're passionate about, right? We hear this phrase so often now, do what you're passionate about, do what drives you. And a lot of people feel stuck because they, first of all, don't know what they're passionate about. They've never allowed themselves to find out what that could look like. But this passionate job as well does not fall into the category of decent paying, recognized as a good job with a steady income, and also impressing your peers, right? This is part of the pressure that a lot of people are feeling in their jobs today, is that it does not fulfill any of these things or these three things. Good for your your parents, 
impressive to your friends and you being passionate about it. And this is what keeps people jumping from one job to another. It's because they try to fulfill these three things, right? One other thing that makes, you know, the realization that your job is making you unhappy is watching other people live lives that are seemingly cool or passionate or worthwhile online. We all intrinsically know that what we see on Facebook or Instagram isn't real, but that doesn't mean that we don't internalize it or that we don't judge ourselves against it, right? I know that you see posts of people that are enjoying their life. You know, they're, they go on holiday and they say, oh, all the hard work is worth it because then I can take these one month holidays and fly to exotic places and you think about you can barely take a weekend away, right? I think that there's people that are less jealous of objects or belongings on social media. You know, you see somebody post their car or their new watch or their vanity that's filled with all these cosmetics. A lot of people are not jealous about that, but they're more jealous of the holistic experience that's represented there, right? You Somebody shows their house or or a trip that they went on, and it's the imagination of the whole thing that makes you jealous and not just the one object, where you start thinking that you want the other person's whole life and not just this one object, right? It's that mix of like leisure and travel, but then working on your passionate job, you know, pets, children, taking that great picture of the Grand Canyon, trying all these new foods. And it seems like all of this is always perfectly balanced. There's no stress. The finances are there. The time is there. It feels like people just that are living these lives just flow in and out of these of this life they've created seamlessly while your life is about meeting deadlines, a horrible commute, not being paid enough, um, the work that you're doing, you're not passionate about at all. Your parents hate that you are a blogger, you know, and you end up thinking that your life sucks, basically, because of this holistic view that you are internally jealous of and you never actually put a name to it, you know. Another interesting thing is people's workspaces. I know you've seen the pictures online of somebody taking a picture of their desk, and most of the time it's probably a stock photo, but their desk with this huge iMac, they've got a colorful marble desk, standing desk, fountain pen with a, with a journal on there, a planner, um, you know, their workspace is photographed as a space that's fun, it's productive, it's gratifying, it's so good to look at, and then you look at your own <laughs> You look at your own workspace, you're in a cubicle, right? You do your best to decorate it with your own pictures and postcards from your friends. You're sitting on your Lenovo, and nothing wrong with the Lenovo, but you compare your workspace with the workspace of somebody else and something that might be staged, and you think that maybe your job is not worthwhile because your workspace doesn't look fun and productive and gratifying and, and good to the eye. This is something that puts pressure on people. And this may be something that you've never thought about, but maybe you also hate your job because you think that in order to do productive work and to earn good money, your office should look like the office of 
this mommy blogger that has the time and the money to go to Target every day or whatever supermarket and spruce her space up. Yeah. Some stress comes from what we're telling ourselves our lives are like. When we tell ourselves that we're not satisfied, that our lives are not fulfilling, um, that our lives are not balanced because of what we've seen on social media or what we hear when people are telling us stories over brunch, we walk away telling ourselves that our lives are not supposed to be the way they are and that they're not fulfilling and therefore you must work harder, you must become more efficient in order to reach this place that you actually haven't defined for yourself what you working a job, having a fulfilling personal life, what that looks like for you. If it means that you still work in the place that has horrible lighting, but you're still making enough money and can take enough time off to spend time with your family, for you to go jogging on the weekend, is that life fulfilling enough for you as opposed to what you've seen on social media or what you've heard somebody say over brunch? What are you telling yourself your life is like? And is that really true? Is it true that your life is boring? Is it true that your life is unfulfilled? And is it true that the other person's life is more fulfilled than your own? And how can you find that out, right? Ask them more questions. So, okay, so you, you know, you do all of this work, you do all of this travel. When is your downtime? What does your job really look like? When are the stressful times at your workplace? You might find out that they have a horrible boss that demeans them constantly the work environment is horrible. Nobody trusts each other and they may make lots of money, but maybe that's the work environment that you don't want to be in. So asking some questions is really, really great for that. And about the pressure of making yourself more efficient. This makes our work and personal life deteriorate because in becoming more efficient, what have we done? We have downloaded Slack on our phones, which brings even more stress. And Slack is this program that a lot of companies use for intercompany communication. And you can download this app on your phone. And there's many, many different ones. Um, but a lot of the times we're bringing our workspace into our personal lives to become more efficient. So you have Slack on your phone so that you can communicate during your commute. You can communicate on your lunchtime. You can communicate when you're at home. And now there is no black and white space between your work and your home. Now, I don't know if you've ever been employed before Slack, before all of this. When you left work, you left you didn't check email, hopefully. When you left, you left and you just dealt with stuff in the morning, work stuff in the morning. When you left, you had your home life. You went home, you made dinner, spent time with your family, went for a jog, etc. But with our wish to be more efficient, we are blurring the lines and that puts more stress on us because now you're always on. You're always working you're always subconsciously conscious of the fact that somebody could be asking something of you. And this also makes you more accessible to people at work and it puts pressure on everybody else now because if you're not available 24-7, then you're not getting most of the work done, which means you're, a, you're the slacker of the team and that's other pressure. But you know what other pressure this gives? You are doing more work, but you're not earning more money. And this is what makes 
a lot of young people unhappy is that because you are available 24-7 for the job, you should be earning more money for all the work that you're doing. But because you have blurred these lines, right, and you've allowed the company to blur these lines for you, but they're not giving you more money, of course that makes you unhappy. And I'm sure that most workplaces will allow you to say, actually, I do not have Slack on my phone. When I leave this office, I'm gone. And whatever comes after six, after five, I will deal with in the morning. This is a line that you yourself have to draw in order to be less stressed on the job. So, you know, it feels like this is the last generation where you need an education (laughs) to really be successful, right? So more and more big companies are not requiring people to have a college degree. And this is, I know somebody's going to write me and and say, Twombo, you're telling people not to go to school. That is not what I'm saying. Please, by all means, go ahead and get your education. But do not believe anymore that if you don't have a high education, you won't find a fulfilling job or a well-paying job. Because like I said, more and more big companies do not require people to have a college degree because they have also noticed that having a college degree doesn't necessarily mean that you can do the job well. As I said in my first point, right, is education has left you unprepared for the modern world of work. And maybe it's better to hire somebody that knows something about negotiation or people skills than it is with somebody that spent four years looking at numbers but can barely talk to people. I know that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but, you know, stick with me here. You know, it's not like it used to be. Education, college education is not the big safety net that it used to be. It's more about finding what you're really good at and running with that. And this is something that you need to do. Even though you're already in the workplace, you have your degree, that's great, but you're feeling unfulfilled and you don't know what you're really good at, that's when you should take the time to sit down and be like, what am I really good at? And maybe you need to pivot in your career. You need to pivot in your job. So that's just what I wanted to say is that there are some people that are out there that feel really pressured because they have not gotten a college education or they have not gotten the PhD and they're afraid that they're not going to find a fulfilling job or earn good money. And I just want to tell you that that is a limiting belief and that that is something that you need to work on. So in this episode, I just wanted to highlight a few things that may be working you up about work and what you can do about it, right? It's, it takes a little bit of asking questions and a lot of thinking, but I hope that I was able to highlight a few things that may be making you unhappy and that you can change. And if you would like to speak to me on a regular basis to clarify your goals, deal with your stumbling blocks and improve your outlook on life and life in general, You can go ahead and visit trulytwombo.com, click on the work with me page of the website and we can get something going, especially if you're also looking to find out what are you really good at and how can you run with it? I would definitely be a big help with that. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Tea Time with Twombo. We have been discussing how to not get worked up about work, how to deal with the expectations, right, from your parents, from your peers, from yourself, how to stop trying to be more efficient. And yeah, you heard it all. So thank you so much for joining me. I will catch you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.